0: on Who, What, and Wine worth talking about.
1: With lifelong millennial best friends, Monique, a side hustle queen, and Diana, a badass working mom. Tune in anywhere you listen to podcasts and watch us on YouTube. So grab a glass. Hi, guys.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I forgot. I have to talk.
1: (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Who, What, Wine. It is February 1st. Yes, happy...
0: Black History Month and Month of Love.
1: Yes, the month of love. We love love. Yes, we sure do. Okay, we just kind of wanted to get started on our wine. Again, I um, don't think I'll be opening this. I'm not a big fan of opening the poppy stuff. What is it? A cork? <laughs> I know it's the it's the bubbly,
0: so you gotta pop the cork. <laughs> yeah, it's like cha-
1: it's like a champagne kind of bottle. The one we got this week is called Borrasca.
0: Borrasca. It's a really cute bottle.
1: Yeah, it says like Borrasca Cava. It's a brute rosé. Haven't had a rosé in quite a bit, guys. It's been a while. I think rosé is more of a summery time wine, but I decided to go pink for the month of love.
0: Ew. And I cannot wait to get into this wine. Me neither. After we've sipped it. It looks... It's so pretty. And... <laughs>
1: So oh my god. <laughs> should <pop> right out. I'm <laughs> I should not be this sweet. I don't know why. It's so funny. Anyway.
0: Oh my god, that was unexpected. I'm sorry.
1: Do you see why she does that? Because I would have a complete anxiety attack
0: shit that was hilarious oh my gosh so i'm kind of scared to pour this by the candle i don't know if it's gonna make the candle explode
1: oh my goodness so diana so kindly got us a nice pairing this week of toscano cheese Mm -hmm. a Salami. salami like a dry salami that had like a little bottle of wine on it that we thought was perfect for wine
0: They both, like, we haven't even tried them yet, but they smell delicious and amazing.
1: Yes, I can't wait. This, the color of this makes me want summer so bad. Like, rose is so summery to me. I'm so, oh my god, I'm ready for it to be
0: summer. This cold, like, after Christmas, it it can kick rocks. Like, I'm over this cold.
1: It was so cold today. We went on our little adventure to go get our wine and our um, pairing, and it was just freezing cold. Like, not even funny. That's what life's like over here in Virginia Beach. We're good for now. So you want to finish
0: it off. You want to know something funny? You guys mm-hmm. ever watched that show Botched? And, like, um, there's, like, an episode on there where they have these twins. I know she'll never watch it because she doesn't care for bodily stuff, so I'm going to explain it. There's Not these ever. twins on the show who, like, they do everything together, and they both got, like, boob jobs. And it showed, like, a part in the episode where they're, like, um... Making sure they both have like the same amount of like water in the glass. Oh <laughs> and so they're like gosh. going back and forth like putting like a little here and there out of each <laughs> water. You'd only get it if
1: you're watching the podcast because that's what we do. I know I'm like make sure it's 50-50.
0: Is it even? I like how it's bubbly. It's so cute. Oh my god, let's do a cheers real quick. Yes. That was
1: a little I halfway
0: fun. kinda need to do a boomerang real quick, guys. So just like
1: bear with me. It's. I'm with the boomerang. Oh my gosh, I went in for the dive and it was too good. All right. And one, two, three. There oh, we go. Cute. So cute. I can already say this is a new fit. Okay, we can't talk about it. We cannot talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> I took a sip, you guys. Okay. And she doesn't even normally like roses. It's a rose. But it's a sparkling I rose. Like this is a bubbly, sparkling rose. Like we'll talk it. about it later. I want to go ahead and try a little
0: bit of our little We have to sneaky. find that cork somewhere for our collection.
1: So, I have a new show. I already finished it. It's a really
0: easy, like, chill in the house, watch all day show, and, like, maybe clean with it. Um, it's called, what's it called? Bling Empire. So, if you ever watch Crazy Rich Asians, you need to watch this show because this show is, like, about those people in real life. Mm. And I quite enjoyed it. Um, I think that it brings, like, a different kind of drama than you would get from, like, a normal Beverly Hills Housewife reality show. Oh, it's reality. It's reality.
1: Oh, this whole time I thought it was scripted.
0: Nope, it's a reality show.
1: It's a good reality show.
0: It's cute. It's new. I just love it. It brings, like, a whole new vibe, different traditions, like, stuff you didn't think of before, stuff that you didn't think was still happening. Hmm. You, I think it, you should watch it I want to hear especially from you Monique I think you guys should all watch it and if you watch it give me your opinion this show kind of really shot up and got really really big really fast I see it all over my Instagram stories now and I just love it so I do recommend it highly
1: I'm excited to watch you've been talking about it for a bit, and I keep saying I'm going to watch it and I just didn't know it was reality I should have actually taken a look <laughs> I know and you love the excited. movie Crazy Rich Asians oh yeah I loved that movie so,
0: yeah, please watch it and let me know what you think. That's my highlight of the week.
1: I don't really have, like, much of a highlight, I guess, just things that are going on. I, um, did start BBR. I don't know how, but after this, I'm supposed to go work out later. We'll see. <laughs> if I don't end up working out today, I will hit it to a day tomorrow. I am about that life. I love fitness. I love working out. I like, you know tracking what I'm eating and planning stuff. So that's my plan tonight after the podcast is to really start planning all my meals out and everything. I do BBR. Even though you get a meal plan, I'm not like a fan of how they eat. Like I really try to restrict carbs and sugar, which clearly doesn't seem so with a wine podcast, but (laughs) this is my exception (laughs) and my treat for the week. So I... Veer off and do my own thing I like to plan it out and do that So that's the plan That's what's been going on for me It's the start of a new month It's a Monday It's the first month in so long And it'll be like another 200 years Mm -hmm. To where it is a month That is a complete rectangle That like starts on a Monday ends on a whatever that On a Sunday Oh, Like if you look at your calendar on your phone It's a straight rectangle Every single day is in a rectangle Oh. It's interesting, but they say it's not going to happen again for another 200 years, which so I thought that was cool.
0: That is really cool.
1: Right? So, first day of this kind of month is just kind of like a big fresh start for everybody, it feels like. So, go out there and do what you're supposed to be doing for yourself. Yeah, what she you know? said. <laughs> <laughs> so, we just wanted to get into a little Black History Month fact. Every episode, I feel like... Everybody just kind of needs to know these things, and you probably already do, and just a little refresher on something cool that we thought everybody should know about Black History Month, and of course, we're going to focus on women. That's just our brand. Women-centric. So, this week I chose, I decided to go with Madam CJ Walker, the first self-made millionaire, a boss bitch. She made her fortune from a line of African-American hair products after suffering from a scalp ailment that resulted in her own hair loss. She promoted her products by traveling around the country, giving lecture, demonstrations, and eventually established Madam C.J. Walker Laboratories to manufacture cosmetics and train sales beauticians. Her business acumen led her to be one of the first American women to become a self-made millionaire. She was also known for her philanthropy philanthropic (laughs) endeavors, including a donation toward the construction of an Indianapolis YMCA in 1913. Walker's life was portrayed in 2020, in the 2020 TV show Self Made with Octavia Spencer, portraying Walker, which Octavia Spencer is a phenomenal actress. I love Love her so much. So, figured we'd give her a highlight. Boss-ass woman great start to black history Month. that's amazing right i love that story That's I always did it's like a
0: like i want to i aspire to be like that you know like mm-hmm. i aspire to be a self-made woman and i love it speaking of um women my earrings so these were a christmas gift from my aunt nadja in ohio thank you so much they i thought they were perfect for today i have to take them off so i can read them properly they're wooden handmade earrings, and they say, I met God, she has an afro. So I felt obsessed. like these were perfect for Black History
1: Month. They're so cute, and I just love highlighting black-owned women businesses and uh-huh. brands, you know, just the women in general. So we'll be doing that all month. Happy Black <coughs> History Month again. So exciting. Everybody needs to know these things, and they need to be highlighted.
0: Oh yeah, and we definitely have some good highlights
1: to share with you after we get into our main topic. Okay, so we're going to go into just things that have been going on. If you have been living under a rock, you probably don't know that GameStop became a Fortune 500 company over the last week because predators came together to buy up GameStop stock in order to make this hedge fund's bet against them In parentheses, a short, not work out, costing them billions, and return the Robinhood app seized buying of the stock, and only let people sell. Hence, the app protecting the big guy and hurting the little guy. So now they're being sued. There's class action lawsuits coming about, and I think it's totally warranted. It's not fair. If you don't have a free market, what do you have? You know, these things should be, you know, free to do as you will. Free to do as you please. I don't think it's very fair for an app who's literally known for, you know, their name just being called Robin Hood, you know, which is the coin of stealing from the rich, giving to the poor, who's completely doing the opposite now with the stock market, and it's really, like, fucking a lot of people, and it's just jacked up. That doesn't
0: make any sense, like, um... So, like, if people are buying stocks on this app, doesn't this app get like a percentage of what's being bought?
1: I'm sure. But so, what's happening is the hedge funds that are getting fucked in this deal that the little guys are coming together to do, mm-hmm. the app is taking a hit because, of course, they're funded by these big guys.
0: Oh,
1: okay. So. Pretty much in the Clubhouse interview last night with Elon Musk and Vlad, the owner, CEO of Robinhood, he states that pretty much he had no choice. He had to stop it. They were asking for this huge amount of money because of what was going on and in order to pay so they had to seize everything. And it's it gets way deeper than that. Of course, like we're not, you know, into the brokerage stock market kind of thing. So we're not too well versed into it, but... From the research I did for this episode, it's just pretty fucked up. And it's funny because my boyfriend, Omar, you guys will meet him next week. We'll talk about that later. But he is super into it. He uses Robin Hood. He was one of the guys who got fucked in the deal. and He bought stocks? Yeah. So he went in there. He did AMC. They stopped letting you buy it. They only let you sell it. Um, a lot of stuff that he bought, they gave back to him. Okay. Gave the money back and said, "You know, you don't own this anymore." It's it's really crazy. The whole thing has just been so fucked up this week, and it just makes Robinhood like look like not a reputable app to buy your stocks through. That's crazy. Yeah, I feel like their reputation is now trashed, and somebody needs to pay for what is screwing over a lot of people. And then he also um, he also bought the Doge coin, which is literally a meme, but it's a cryptocurrency, and he bought six thousand of them back in December, and it was pretty much a thirty dollar investment that skyrocketed to like six hundred dollars over oh, the last shit. few days. Yeah, good for you, Omar. But because of all the seizing and halting of buying cryptos and they're just trying to stop it and to me it's just like why why are, are you, you fucking doing with that? everybody yeah that's
0: crazy like what,
1: what...
0: <sighs> haters it's so bad so... let GameStop stop be a fortune 500 company
1: <laughs> people love gaming it's a great way to stay in quarantine it's just crazy because it was a company that was like not really doing so well it was almost like they're a projection. I did notice
0: they were closed a lot. A lot by the one where I shop at grocery wise. It's near my grocery store. There, they were closed a lot.
1: Yeah, the sad thing is, is you know, a lot of the big guys they do what GameStop did. So who goes to GameStop when you can just go to Target, Walmart, Costco, Best Buy, all those places? So
0: I will say that um, Target. I mean, not Target. GameStop has a better Pop doll selection than Target. Very nice. So <laughs> So I'm sorry, Jamal and I collect pop dolls, so <laughs> we go and find the ones that we're looking for in those
1: kind of places. So literally after gaining more than a thousand percent since the start of the year, its shares jumped another sixty eight percent on Friday to three hundred and twenty five dollars a share, leaving the company worth more than twenty two billion on paper. Which is huge. Okay. So the big guys didn't like that pretty much they're like okay no we were gonna short this company and you guys took that away from us and now because we bet on it now we're out billions of dollars so shouldn't have been an asshole (laughs) just not cool so anyway i don't want to get too too into it because again we're not like super well versed in the stock market industry but very fucked up story thought it needed to be shared super fucked up Right. I like
0: I like hearing stuff like that. It makes me feel like I'm in the world even though I'm like not and I don't like ever find those kind of stories. So I do like hearing about them.
1: Yeah, it was just so big in our house because Omar's into the stocks. So I was like right there with everything watching Dogecoin rise to like seven cents, making his investment like fifteen times what it was. So it was awesome. But it's just kinda crazy how they just got fucked. But anyway, Moving along, I guess we'll just get right into our topic, unless you had more. Um, no, we can get into our topic. This week, we just really wanted to dive in on anxiety. We had a mental health roller coasters episode before. I think that kind of, you know, what's the word, trickled into that. Mm-hmm. But we kind of really want to dive into this one issue that we both suffer from very badly. I um, knew Diana was going to head this episode a lot just because I feel like what I learned today is that there is a difference between feeling anxious and having an anxiety disorder. Oh. So I learned that I feel like I feel anxious and I'm blessed to not go through panic attacks and I'm blessed to not deal with it so heavily like others. I will not discount the fact that I don't deal with it at all because I definitely do, but from what I've gained from you and your experiences over the past like two years, that you, know, you definitely have a struggle disorder from that anxiety
0: disorder. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have the disorder and um, it's I think I feel like it's more common. It's only became more common for me because I became a mom. I definitely knew I had it before. But, like, after I had my son, um, you know, they say some women, they don't come back from postpartum. And I feel like I'm one of those women. I think I am now getting feeling normal versus how I was last year. Last year, I was not feeling normal. Um, having king, I was not feeling normal. Um, but this year, I'm kind of coming, too. But I still do get, like... <clears throat> Really bad anxiety over little stupid shit. I can get anxiety over like someone's birthday's coming up. What the fuck am I going to get them for a present?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I think I was reading something about the fact that there's feeling anxious and then there's unwarranted amounts of anxiousness per the situation. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what you mean. You think you were overly stressing over something that's not that serious.
0: Yeah, I do that a lot. So I Stress is a part of my anxiety i feel like i think it, like, it, it's like it comes like oh, yeah. a 2 on 1 two for for me
1: <laughs> mhm there's so many stressors like i deal with a lot at work too i get really anxious when a situation say somebody talks to me about something it just fucks my whole day up oh yeah like, i don't know in my head i'm like this is how i wish i responded to that mm-hmm. this is how i wish i responded to that this is how i wish this, I always go through this thing where, why didn't I handle it like this? Or, why, this is what I could have done. Or, what if my solution in my head isn't the solution? I hate what ifs. And it happens again? It, that's, it's almost like that to me is what anxiety is, and it's probably mm-hmm. way more than that. But in my head, in me deciding that, hey, like I deal with this, is the what ifs. Because I, that is yeah. what it we, you know,
0: what we deal with. Yeah, I deal with a lot of what ifs too in my head, and then um, um oh, yeah, uh, I was getting ready to say the whole handling situation stuff. I still, do, I do that too, mm-hmm. and I even do that to things that like um, can date all the way back to like elementary school.
1: Really? Like, like, like even you think back on how you should have done things.
0: Yeah, like even like I think it was like last week sometime I was in my head mm-hmm. and I was thinking about like this situation about this girl in elementary school I didn't like her and we were in the library this is like a first for everybody to hear from my boyfriend um like I called her a crybaby I like yelled at her because I didn't like her or something I don't know what the, I don't know what it was mm-hmm. but like I think about it, I was like yo I was so stupid for it. <laughs> but saying it out loud is like I don't know why I'm thinking about it, because I was, like, in elementary school. Literally, I was just a kid. And, um... But, yeah, I, I do that all the time. It's... It's, it's really, really bad.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, um... I did write down, like, some triggers I had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, um... Part of my anxiety... Like, if... So, one of my triggers is being called annoying. Um, I think was... It's... It... From... It differs based on who says it, though. Like, if Monique says it, it's one thing. But if, like, someone at work says it, I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Like, how can I change this? How do I start acting different around this person? And, like, I'll start to, like, try to morph myself into being what this person wants me to be or what I think in my head mm-hmm. that I, I think that they think I should be or something. In all reality, it my coworker was just playing. Like, I don't think they even really think I'm annoying. They're just saying that in the moment. Cause I think that's just what they say. Right. Um, another trigger I have, this is going to sound crazy, but not being in constant contact with my loved ones. Um, usually if I'm not, if I'm like not in a group chat, like just texting away with my friends or like, if I haven't talked to my man all day or like family and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, it kind of makes me feel sad. Hmm. But then, like, um... It makes... Does it make you question things? Yeah, it makes me question things all the time. Like, I am one of those people where it's like, well, if I die, who's coming to my funeral? Like, I think about that shit all the time.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. I am legit crazy. I think you guys are just not finding out. (laughs) (laughs) But then I always calm myself down afterwards because I know all all of y'all are coming to my funeral. So I don't know why I think about that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. it just... It pops in there and then, um... I also, like, in the midst of calming down from it, i am like, okay, I have to realize everybody else has a different life. It's not all about me. Um, everybody else has their own things going on. So it's like people could be reacting because to different things differently based on what they have going on or how their mindset goes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, stuff like that gets to me all the time. And I'm like, Ugh. and then if you ever notice, like, my friends, um, I don't know if they notice, but I, uh, for me to try to contact them, I'll send them, like, crazy like, random memes, like, three in a row. <laughs> just to be, like, I get, like, some sort of, like, oh, I'm here watching what you're sending. <laughs> right. Some weird stuff like that. Um, and then half of my anxiety slash stress really just comes from work. And um, work is, like, a lot, too, because, you know, you take it home. then I'm at home with a two-year-old thinking about work.
1: Mm-hmm. and I
0: just feel overloaded, and, like, even yesterday, like, um, I came home from work. I got to get dinner ready. I got downstairs. The dishes are, like, not done. My, I had to pick up my son from my mom's house, and I have to get him ready for bed, and, like, it's just, like, so much I started crying. And, like, thank God my man is, like, so supportive, and he, like, understands me in that way. He's like, it's okay. I feel like that, too, all the time, and he just makes me feel so relatable, so I mean, those are just some things. I'm not sure if they're necessarily like anxiety triggers. Um, sorry if it was like too much to share, but you know, these no. are just some real like realistic things that I felt like I should share. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, just so like you guys know, maybe you can relate, or even like for my friends who were first time hearing this, they know. And if they did, if they felt like they knew me before, at least now they know me better.
1: Yeah. No. Definitely. I feel... So I read this. It says, feeling apprehensive about something stressful, even a good thing, like a promotion or wedding, is a sign that your inherent survival me- mechanism is working as expected. Oh, I So in a lot of situations, you're supposed to get anxious. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you don't care about these things, or if they don't trigger an emotion, it's not good. So there is a level of anxiousness that is good. hmm You know? And I think maybe we have these spouts of it's not necessary to worry about. And I think you do go through that. Mm-hmm. I get on you all the time. You know, I, I do get on you all the time about like you know it's it's not that serious mm-hmm. or it's or it's like relax. And I feel like I'm not doing my part as a good friend to understand that it is that serious to you. You know. Mm-hmm. Or it is something that you worry about or it is something that even if I say that, it's not going to change it because that's just you. And I think that's something maybe we all need to take away is that everybody has different levels of anxiety just because you feel like you have your level of anxiety doesn't necessarily mean that your friends, your loved ones, you know, family members, people you don't even know, don't deal with it worse than you. So just brushing it off and just saying, stop worrying about that. It's not that serious. Or get over it, it's not nice, (laughs) it's not helping, you know, that's where I feel like I don't help you with that. I feel like whenever you,
0: sometimes, you know, sometimes it is necessary though to be like, hey, it's not that serious, because then I'm getting a point of view that's different from mine, and it'll make me think, okay, let me chill, Mm-hmm. it probably really isn't that serious. Like, there has, I can tell, like, it, to me, if it is that serious, I will, I will like, you know, take it how I want to take it. But then there would be other situations where, like, okay, I'll listen to this. Maybe it really isn't that serious, and, you know, I'll, let me chill. Mm-hmm. And I'll chill. And then eventually it really does become not that serious.
1: Okay. So maybe somebody being in your ear saying that does help. It, in yeah. Some it instance. depends on the
0: situation and what's going on. Right, it's definitely relative. But it, I think the one thing we should take away from all this is that everybody deals with things differently. Yeah. So, like, me, me as a person, I always try to put myself in other people's shoes. And usually, that's probably why I always feel like what you're feeling, if that makes sense. Like, I, if you're sad, I put myself in your shoes and I see why you're sad.
1: Yes, and I feel 100% the same. I definitely know I'm an empath. Mm -hmm. That's what that is, where you feel what people around you feel. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that, where you were going through what you are going through, or or whatever was happening in this time period. I literally had to tell her, like, I am picking up these vibes, and it's affecting my daily life. Like, it's affecting how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. at the end of the night, or when I wake up in the morning. I... Sadly, maybe, you know, I feel like it's a good thing, but sometimes I feel like it's not a good thing that I literally will take on what people around me that I care about are taking on themselves. I literally feel like I'm dealing with it for some reason. And then I learned that that's what empathy, being an empath, is.
0: Yeah, when you start dealing with it yourself, I feel like that's definitely not like a good thing because you shouldn't have to deal with other people's. Like you should have right. to take on their stuff when you're not even literally in the situation
1: whatsoever. It's like not normal or it's not okay, but it happens.
0: But I feel like, well, I haven't seen it. I don't see. I don't think you've done it with me
1: recently. I feel like recently no. you've been like. I tried to cope with that and deal with that and yeah, take that head on. It's something I learned that I struggle with. And I was like, "Oh hell, no!" Yeah, and I'm gonna—I'm working on it for sure. But it was definitely something I didn't know I was struggling with, and I'm struggling with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was like I didn't realize that about myself until it was happening. So to get back over to the anxiety topic, <laughs> it veered off a little bit. I just wanted to say what I read. Right here. So people with clinical anxiety tend to feel intense, worry about everyday issues that most people cope with relatively easy. So yeah, like pretty much where you're like, oh my god, like what the fuck da da da, like freaking out about something, it's like normal people are like, okay. Yeah. Moving along. (laughs)
0: That kind of makes me think about like, um Raising my son right now in the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, as long as your level of apprehension and the accompanying physical response are in proportion to the thing that is making you anxious, you're probably dealing with anxious feelings rather than a disorder. And that's where I feel like that's me. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely feel like I really get anxious about things that are actually kind of serious. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I definitely get anxious when I don't feel like my finances are in order. I get anxious when I feel like something with the friends isn't going well. I don't get like crazy anxious, but I definitely get anxious in in a sense of what's going to happen. What's next? What's the next? When we see each other next, what the hell is going to go down? So, you know, things like that. And I feel like, I've definitely noticed that you definitely will sometimes take things a little to the next level. hmm And that's where we differ, and that's why I was realizing when we decided to do this episode that maybe I don't have anxiety disorder, I just get anxious, you know? Maybe at a level before, you know, having the disorder, um, but definitely not to where it's totally normal sometimes, I feel like. Yeah. So... That's where um, I was coming to head at with this episode is realizing that I definitely just get anxious. I don't feel like I completely have anxiety disorder, which is completely a blessing. And I absolutely understand that because there's people who go through panic attacks multiple times a day. There's people who can't be around people. Social anxiety is a whole nother thing. I have that too. (laughs) (laughs) This translates into an incredible fear of situations involving other people or where you have to perform in front of anyone. A lot of this worry centers around a fear of being judged or embarrassed, typically leading people to avoid situations that might have this result. This is also called social phobia mentioning, meaning it's intense dread centered around a specific circumstance. So when I was in like high school, I remember standing up in front of people, reading things like off of my project, right off of the like projector, mm-hmm. and I would have this thing in my voice where you could definitely tell I was nervous. <laughs>
0: I was very nervous.
1: And I literally remember this one girl who I didn't like not I didn't like not like, but I was I didn't know her like that and we weren't close and I felt like she was kind of like that alpha female like in the class that was like she would definitely say this. She says, why she talking like <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord And I remember feeling mortified. But the crazy thing is, is I went up there so confident though. Mm -hmm. But of course, in the moment, it's like in my voice that is like a little shaky or like I was nervous, but I didn't feel super anxious until that moment. So that day that that happened, every time after that, if I ever had to get in front of people, if I ever had to do anything, I was so nervous. I definitely had gained some social anxiety just from that instance. And that kind of tells you that some of these feelings, disorders, and, and... you know, problems we all have come from a time of trauma. I
0: feel like you have, like, a lot of, like, um, times of trauma that you, (laughs) like, carry with you throughout your
1: life. Traumatic situations. (laughs) I definitely will, like, never forget this one little instance. And I don't know if anybody else is like that, but I'm 100% like that. I will say that I'm the kind of person that knows that that happened, knows that that is why I am this way, and will do whatever I can to fix it. So I will say I am the kind of person that recognizes it, recognizes why, and I work on it. And I think a lot of people don't know their why and don't. Oh yeah. Know what point made them like that. So I feel again blessed to know. I feel like in a lot of my issues that I have, I know why I'm like
0: this. I feel like
1: and I that, think
0: I have like uh-huh. a big. Like, I think I know why I'm like this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in your social anxiety or just anxiety in general? I'm going to say social anxiety. My okay. regular anxiety, I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know this, I know I have inherited, I'm going to say inherited stress from, like, my mother and my grandmother because they're such perfectionists that they stress all those little things. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's where I get all my stress levels from. But my social anxiety, like, I am a military child. We're both military children, but I did not have the pleasure to be able to stay in one place for so long growing up. And I moved a lot between here and Florida, living with my grandparents. And like in Florida, I, my grandparents worked so much and I lived in this neighborhood that was so far away from so many people and they weren't able to take me to like, I I couldn't hang out with friends or anything like that. So like the only people like I could really converse with was my grandparents and like I could talk to people at school but when you're at school you can talk to for like periods at a time and then you have to go to class so majority of the day you're not like able to do that kind of stuff and and also moving a lot you had to make new friends mm-hmm. so I feel like because I moved so much it kind of just I'm not traumatized but I definitely don't feel like I developed a certain amount of social skills with people within my age group if that makes sense?
1: No, that totally makes sense. It makes then it makes you nervous to be around people of your age group. Exactly.
0: Even around my friends, like I mean, mm-hmm. my I know one hundred percent. Like guys, you watching, like I know one hundred percent. You all love me unconditionally, and I can say unconditionally because I know I probably irked every single person's nerves, but <laughs> at some point in time. But like socially, like if I don't have, if I don't, I, there's, it's hard to speak right now socially. I get nervous when I don't know what to say, when I don't have, like, an opening statement, when I can't fake talk. One of my biggest things is I don't know how to fake talk, so, like, I hate being the... Oh, like, small talk. Yeah, small talk. I can't. My friend called it fake talk, so that's why I started calling it that. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can't small talk very well. Um, I don't think
1: I'm very good at that either.
0: If I'm quiet, it's because I literally have no idea what to say. I don't know where to start, and I'm kind of just hoping that you start something with me. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, Jamal, he kind of helps me with this a lot. And he's always telling me, like, you don't always have to speak. Like, if people care about you, they're fine being with you in silence. And I think lately I'm learning that I don't have to speak all the time. And if I am not speaking, it's literally because I don't know what to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I agree. I think I can hang out with you in silence. And we do. Yeah, we definitely do. do. And I feel like I can do that with my friends. Mm Mm-hmm. So, But I can definitely understand where before COVID started, when I got with Omar, we had new friends because the boyfriends, let's say, him and his friends, girlfriends, all became friends. So I can see where it was difficult then because it is like being brought in. So when I get into a group, Diana just comes with me because <laughs> she's like all who I really hang out with. All the time. So, when I became friends with these girls, I said, oh, guys, hey, like, this is Diana. You know, we, she'd be here with me, so we, uh, she, we're a two-package deal. Yeah, we're a two-package deal. we package deal. So, um, I can understand where you felt a lot of social anxiety with that, because I did as well, though, because I felt like I was friends with, you know, everyone because of a reason. So, it was really weird at first, but I think we all got really close. And cool and things kind of imploded, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> another story. <laughs>
1: um, sorry for another time. I just can definitely understand where you had social anxiety there. Because then what was your connection besides me, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, we're all kind of in the same age group, but at different kind of levels in life, too. Mm-hmm. So it was weird. Like, we all were in relationships, but we all looked at these relationships differently, slash, we all just move differently, we all have different careers, you know, things we do, we just kind of move different. And usually, like with our friend group, we all became friends first, and then these things changed. So with this situation, it was like, we all are already how we are, we don't really know each other that well. So it's kind of like trying to mesh later on, which is difficult. I will agree. You know, I have been on fence, on the fence with Girl in the group because again, I just don't think we move the same, I don't think we operate the same, I just don't think we mesh, and I think that's totally normal. There's no bad blood, it's just we just don't move the same, and it's hard when it's like you feel like you should be friends because of this reason, but you really don't have to. Yeah, you'll learn that kind of later. Is like, don't push it, don't force it because that's kind of what we were doing. So I feel like I've definitely um, handled my social anxiety there in a way like I learned over experience. Yeah. But I've definitely realized like from now on, like just don't force it. Don't push it. Like if it's just not a real natural friendship, just don't bother.
0: And I feel like where she's learned from experience is where I'm experiencing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And experiencing like becoming social in your adult life is a lot different than experiencing becoming an adult in your childhood (laughs) (laughs) so just if you're in my same boat with me please know you're not alone Um, I do want to take the time to like literally thank all my friends who are watching this and even if you're not watching like I really do and even if like all literally every single person in my life talking not talking watching not watching people who literally care about me and I care about you and you know we care about each other Thank you for being there for me, even if you didn't know you were. Like, there's been times, like, even... I'm pretty sure most of my friends don't know that... that uh, Most of my friends who are probably going to learn this as I watch this don't know how the severity of my brain works with anxiety. So, definitely thank you, because there has been parts... Try not to cry. (laughs) There has been huge parts of going through this, like where this has been really hard for me even talking about it now and thank you especially to jamal who deals with this every day and like (laughs) thank you that's it sorry
1: (laughs) no it's totally fine open forum feel how you feel
0: but yeah so thank you to everybody and then um Moving on to the part where you can work on
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Things we do to deal with these emotions and feelings and traumas and just anxiety as a whole. She has a good list. I have some things that I'll probably just pop off with. Yes.
0: So um, my list is my number one is cooking. Um, uh, I was telling Monique like I love trying to go to different grocery stores because I am cooking is so therapeutic for me. I love I love a good meal. I told her I said I don't care for snacking, I love a good meal. Here. cooking is such a huge therapy. You get to try all this different stuff, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, you know, making drinks, you know, dinner platters. I know I said vegetables weird. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, okay. <laughs> but you know, cooking is a huge, huge one. I love it so much. And I, I think the part about cooking, as well as my next one, art, is that you have control over it and you can do whatever you want. You don't even have to follow the exact cookbook recipe because I never do. I always wing it with like the measurements and stuff and like add in my own little cilantro here and there. Mm hmm cooking is like one of my favorites and my next one is art so if you know me and you're one of my best friends you know that I've been painting since I was in the seventh grade seventh grade yeah seventh grade and um I'm not artsy as much in my adult life as I'd like to be I think it comes harder now as you're an adult because you're thinking more about it versus just doing it and plus the responsibilities and all that but Art is one of my most favorite therapeutic things to do. Uh, Monique and Jamal tell me all the time you need to get back into painting. You need to continue to connect to your artsy side. They love it. All my friends love my artwork. They really do. And thank you for that too for loving my artwork.
1: I love her artwork. I really think you should get into it. And I feel like I have my own art. Like I make all those graphics on our Instagram. Like my art is digital. Yeah. My therapeutic art form is. Like, graphic design, editing photos, editing the podcast, editing my YouTube videos. Like, that for me is my therapy, like, art form, in a sense. So, I think we both have that, and I love that. We both love yeah. The Cook. I love that. And then you can continue. Just to just it. Yes. But and my either. art
0: form is painting. So, like, um, I like to practice with different colors, and painting's always been, like, one of my top favorite.
1: And you're so good.
0: Um, my The third one I have is mainly because of Monique. Um, I think this one's main... Well, it's not because of her. It's mainly hers. I take this one, like, when I can, is music. Um, she's the music goddess. I pretty much get almost all my music <laughs> tunes from her.
1: <laughs> but The crazy thing is, is, I get all my music now from Omar. Really? Literally. Omar has, inf- has influenced my music taste so much to where it's like, we're in the car, I listen, I hear it, the songs he plays, and I be like... Let me. I'll like, take a picture of the, like, screen, quick, <laughs> or I'll, like, type it in real quick just so I can listen to it later, put it on my playlist. But he's helped me so much because he makes, like, the best playlists, and he has this, like, different taste in music than what I have, and I love it. But it's, like, it is my taste, which yeah. is weird. It's, like, he's showing me what I like. But you <laughs> guys are so similar, so, yeah, that'll yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like, I feel like he definitely influenced that
0: so much. You want to know what's crazy is, um, some of the music I find that I really enjoy... Mm -hmm. I take for movie scenes. So it's kind of like, that's like the vibe of the moment, Mm -hmm. and I want to keep that vibe.
1: No, I get that. That's a good point. So
0: sometimes, like, whenever the movie's, like, just playing the song, I'll rewind it a couple times and get my phone to kind of listen in so I can get the song. And I, I love doing that. There's a couple of songs I just absolutely love. Um, Coco Bongo, I think is what it's called from like Mr. and Mrs. Smith when they were like dancing in the dancing scene, but they secret they're in love, but they like hate each other at the same time.
1: Interesting. So yeah, it's
0: one of my favorite like music gets. Um, another one we're both doing is self-care. Self-care. Um, for me I'm working on my hair and my skin.
1: Me too. Me too. Yeah, when it you, helps. We're
0: on our different journeys with our products that we're using because we're definitely trying different things. But I think right now we're both looking really good.
1: Oh, I used yeah. to have
0: a lot of stress acne up here.
1: You do look great,
0: <laughs> and it it went away. And I also cut out grease. Grease is a huge thing. So stop eating Wendy's if you're eating four for fours because <laughs> it's cheap and it's biker. And
1: everything affects everybody differently. Yes, because I probably eat the opposite of her, and my skin is pretty clear. of the time which again 100% blessed on that but your diet is everything find what works for you you know I took heat off my hair I feel 100% better just because I know I'm not killing it every day and then with my skincare routine I feel really good because I'm protecting my skin from the sun and really nourishing it with everything it needs because I feel like my Whole body, of skin-wise, needs moisturizing, so... Oh, yeah. Big, 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 big thing. It's That's why I did the foot self-care. peel. Yeah. The foot big, peel big was thing. a huge thing for me. I loved it. Um,
0: some other things, like more personal stuff, like focusing on my son and my relationship is huge. I feel like when I'm focusing on that kind of stuff, it makes me feel whole.
1: Sometimes when you, like, close your circle... Yeah. Close your circle. That's, a, like, a little thing for me. It was, like, worry about what's, like, really in that little circle... And try not to worry about everything else. Yeah. Try not to concern yourself so much, at least. But I know, you know, there's worries. There's, like, work. Things outside of there. But if you enclose your circle, I think it really helps. Oh, yeah.
0: I really do try to focus on that kind of stuff. And then, um... A lot of the time, like, I have to talk to myself. And just, like, tell myself. Like, this is the part where, like, talking about my friends. Like, I have to tell myself. My friends love me. Um you know, my man loves me. It calms me down. Um, I did start this app. I am not sure if I like it that much. I do like be, this app is called Sam Bello. Mm-hmm. And the thing I do like about this app, it, we were talking about this with our friends is helping me write stuff down. And, um, it gives it makes me take these tests and I kind of can pinpoint what is really affecting me whether it's depression anxiety and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then it gives me like meditation stuff videos to listen to sounds to focus on and so like that's a part of like helping I just started it though so I'm not going to recommend it yet I'm going to give it a few more tries just to let you know but so far so far I'm getting into it and it's helping a little and then I just would like to point out that I'm also a Gemini so (laughs) that part of my life I totally solely believe in um you know our zodiac signs are a huge part of our lives and me being a Gemini does not help
1: yeah
0: with anything I have going on in my life because it number one makes me indecisive and number two doesn't help me stay true to who I am because Geminis are huge morphers into who they're around Mm. um I've read that um however I, I I can say I morph really well with people, which meaning I can get along with them. Right, And you can
1: attribute the good things to being a Gemini as well.
0: Exactly. So you can contribute the good things, and it's like, I just have the devil on my shoulder that doesn't help a
1: lot. I agree. (laughs) As a Virgo. But uh, I think my overthinking is just going to be the death of me, so. Yes. So that's
0: all I had on anxiety, and uh, thank you for listening.
1: I think that was a good topic to talk about because I think it's something that a lot of us deal with, and... I think everybody kind of taking a dive into how it affects them and at what level they think they're at and, you know, when to seek help. There was a part in this article I've been reading from Self.com on when to seek help. And it pretty much says, if anxiety is making it hard to live the way you'd like, you may want to consider seeing someone.
0: And I've thought about it.
1: Yeah, like if in your day-to-day you're doing something, you're the app you're using,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you're taking extra consideration into those things that you like to do. So I think you're doing something, and maybe the next step would be talking to someone if you think it really affects the way of your day-to-day life. Yeah. And I feel like, again, once... Again, I'm blessed to not feel like it affects my daily life, but I will say it points in my day.
0: hmm
1: I will, like, be overly stressing about something, but I am quick to talk myself out of it. But... Again, I think we all have different levels of anxiety and stress and I think we wanted to really bring that conversation to the table and I hope everybody thinks about their level and thinks about how to help themselves. And if you know someone going through these things, consider that, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to go ahead and move on. I loved that conversation. It was a really, really well... Needed. Well said. Emotional conversation. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So we're gonna go ahead and just get right into our wine review. Okay. I (laughs) I'm obviously not drinking that much because I said again that I have to go to the gym later so I'm not trying to like get litty but it's 11.5 percent. It is a Brut Rosé. I can't tell if the Borasca Cava palate. is a part of the name. You know, I guess it is. Borasca Cava. It's a Brut Rosé. It's got this cute pink sparkly label. Sparkling wine. 100% Grenache. Or Greenwich. I don't really know what that means.
0: I think that is actually uh, the type of probably a... Uh, grape? Grape, Yeah. Mm. Some of these, they specify what grapes they are. And that's how people can choose what wine they really like. So it might That helps.
1: Be. Like, for when picking the next one, you want it to have this in it. You know like what I mean? If I want a granache. <laughs> or probably just <laughs> granache is maybe what it's saying. <laughs> but so it says, a pale rosé color. Okay, it does not say rosé. A pale rose color. Vibrant red fruit with hints of flowers. On the mouth, it is full of red berries and very fresh thanks to its fine bubbles. Long finish and perfect balance between fresh fruit and acidity. Pairs well with appetizers, salads and cheeses. So that's why we went with cheese and salami today. I think it's the perfect pairing. I see myself having this wine once again on a summery patio day. With oh yeah, my it's friend. definitely a summer wine. This is a summer, pop this with the girls, pop this with your man. It is love month, guys. It's a love month. This wine. is a good wine for like, chilling again on the, you know, it's a little cold outside for the patio, but. Yeah. Chilling on the couch, watching your favorite show, have a little spread charcuterie board out on the coffee table, relax and drink this, iced or nice and cool from the fridge, and just enjoy. I think it's so bomb. Honestly, This is not the last time, and guys, guess what? Price point, $10. $9.99. I feel like I'm on, like, an infomercial. $9.99.
0: At Total Wine.
1: Total Wine (laughs) is where we found it. It said it was highly rated. That's probably the new section. I mean, maybe visit that section once a month Mm -hmm. for the podcast, but it was in the highly rated section. It got a 90 in reviews, and I... We'll also give it a 90. I'll give this a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Just because I'm the kind of person that drinks to get a little lit. And 11.5% all to myself may do it. But it ain't doing it right now. <laughs> I almost felt a little bit lit for like a hot second. I believe it. I just feel like 9 out of 10 because the bottle is so cute. The pink sparkles are such...
0: The bottle is 100% gorge. Like, yeah. it's so beautiful.
1: And I like the borrasca.
0: And what's, I know, borrasca. You know? I like, I, you know, I agree. It's a
1: product of Spain. Ooh. I love it so much. Honestly, this is probably like the new grab and go. This is a wine I would drink like at the beach.
0: It does taste really good. I've only had one other rose I will rebuy again and probably have her try it. Um we don't even like rose like that. But yeah. this is a rebuy. This is like a perfect Valentine's Day wine. And in case y'all didn't know, we're gonna be trying to do Valentine's Day wine all month long. And this is definitely a rebuy. This I agree, it's a 9 out of 10. I agree. Some roses taste gross.
1: I don't yeah, some rosés taste gross. This blew me away as far as expectations because I feel like rosés are an what's the word overrated? Yes, wine. I usually don't. I think rosés look so cute, look so pretty. They're pink. The branding is so cute. Like yes way, rosé gave it a try. No way, no, not good. I did not care for it. Yeah, no boy, no. So don't sue us. This is so good. <laughs> I haven't tried like babe rose. There's a couple of roses that we'll probably try. Maybe this we'll make this like a rose month. Maybe we'll try like roses. We do reds a lot. We um got into whites. Maybe we'll get more into the whites in the summer, but I think maybe because it's the month of love, we can stay pink. Okay. We shall see. Maybe we'll 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 attest this like rose hatred we have so far. This is already like saying, hey. <laughs> it ain't every rose. I have a favorite.
0: I do want you to try, but I'm not sure if it's like a Valentine's Day bottle.
1: We shall see. I mean, it's pink. It is pink. We'll give it a try. I think this is a highly recommend. It's really good. Try to stick with the seasons, and maybe we'll just do pink lines all.
0: Let's just let's just show the camera real quick. Like, look
1: at that. It's so sparkly and cute. I'm like so scared to hit my. I'm not going to hit your It's beautiful. I, again, 9 out of 10. The only reason I'm not giving it a 10 out of 10 is because I'm just, perfection is just not there for me. It's not yeah. a thing. So, honestly, I don't think any of the wines are going to get a 10 out of 10. But, this is damn near close. This, this is, close. is close. This, yeah, I get this at 9.5. <laughs> this is like an almost 10. Only because, at the same time, like, I'm not a big sparkling wine person. I think that's why wholeheartedly I'm not giving it like the highest of highest ratings because sparkling isn't really my thing when it comes to wine because I get headaches from it I just kind of know I'm going to get a headache later but maybe I'll let you guys know on Instagram if I did or not if you are a true fan you got this far into the episode into our wine review put the winky eye emoji on our Instagram photo and I'll send I will send you $10 for a bottle to your Venmo Oh, she's yeah. getting risky. <laughs> you get this deep into the episode, and when I talk about this wine, you give the winky face emoji, we'll send you $10 for a bottle. Because you have to try it. It
0: is it, it is a must try. Total wine, $10, you don't have anything to lose. It's so good.
1: I think that's a good idea to start getting into like giveaways towards the end of the episode. So, you know, if you listen to the whole episode... There's a little fun thing at the end. You gotta listen. And we definitely want to help you guys try these wines. I mean, it's a $10 bottle, so it's 10 bucks. but I'll treat you. It's worth it. If you get this far into the episode, throw a little winky eye when we talk about the wine on our Instagram, and you'll be able to go get you one for free. First person who does it. Yes, first one. we at risk. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> uh, Terms and conditions will be <laughs> below on the Instagram. <laughs> anyway our last part of every episode is like our recommendations different things that we're like loving lately and because it's black History Month we've gotta stick with the black you know we gotta like get in there and like highlight things that you guys have got to see got to buy gotta try gotta you know taste different things and okay so for mine I wanted to bring up this instagram account that I followed from the beginning of our podcast it's helped with a lot of facts and Opinions and things. I really already loved Refinery29, but they have this account and kind of section of their website called Refinery29 Unbothered. It is made for and by black millennial women celebrating the beauty, strength, and power in our community, and I'm obsessed. I feel like I like almost every single post that they post. It's so women centric so you know black women centric and it is right up my alley I'm obsessed I was watching the stories the other day they had this girl showing her um like wash day routine and I loved it because now I'm back to having my natural hair I really need some advice on that and they're just the place to go they have all the facts all the motivation inspiration and stuff for your career It literally says home of the career queen. I love that because I think everybody needs motivation and inspiration again for their endeavors in life. So, that's my recommendation. I think you guys should go give them a follow. They already have 230,000 followers. So, again, go follow. It's so worth, like, seeing that stuff every single day. It's really nice, I think, for Black History Month. That is my black centric you know women brand that you guys have got to check out
0: okay so for my recommendation it's kind of more of like a local rec um i have a friend me and my what's my boyfriend's friend but me and him are cool too um his name is dominic and i'm sorry if i pronounced your last name wrong um wainsley um, uh, we call him Neek And when Monique first met him She called him Meek <laughs> Like Meek Mills, but his name is Neek With an N <laughs> It's hilarious
1: Um I called him Meek because we just watched Thor Ragnarok <laughs> <laughs> And the guy Was like I'm da 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 And this is Meek <laughs> And it was his little thing So he'd be like, yo, what's up? this is Neek And I'm like, oh hey Meek <laughs> fun little fun little fact he he doesn't even know that he doesn't know that i don't think he realizes i've been calling him meek this whole time but so meek is a really cool guy and um he has a
0: clothing line it's called culture society and i happen to absolutely love his t-shirts he comes out with his shorts he comes out with his stuff like seasonally um, He comes up with all his own designs and he has like a local team that helps him pretty much make it come to reality. And he works really hard to like, you know, he's hustling, hustling, hustling on the streets selling his stuff to people he doesn't know. All of his friends support him. You know, Jamal has opened up this window of like local opportunity or like, you know, for so I can see local opportunity. And his friend Neek is like such a huge example to me. And, like, I'm dying for it to be summer so I could wear my Culture Society brown shorts. And, you know, um, if you're ever just trying to look at his page, he has an Instagram page. It's underscore culture society. Um, I'm telling you, he's so dope. He, this guy is, like, so down to earth. He's really cool. He'll sit and have, like, a whole conversation with you. And he's, he's literally the best. And I just love all his clothes. Um, he is starting out. He has come out. He's been doing this for like two years or probably longer and he doesn't have like a whole lot out, but it's definitely like every season, like I said, he's coming out more and more and more and more stuff. And I'm just right now, like I'm actually dying for him to drop his sweater. He's coming out with, he's a Norfolk native. So a lot of his stuff is based in Norfolk. And if you're a Norfolk native, you know, you're gonna like go for your own people's stuff and his stuff is really cool and i'm just i'm really proud of unique and i'm super excited for that sweater to drop because i specifically really want that just like i was begging for those brown shorts before they came out <laughs> but yes yeah, so i highly suggest you go check them out and if you do let them know it's because of who what why.
1: and remember to pay full price for whatever your friends are doing 100 percent don't ask for no discount, don't ask for no freebies, pay full fucking price. Like I'm telling you, if you really love and care for these people and you understand the hard work that they put in, how hard it is to be local, how hard it is to be a small business, don't ask for no freebies, don't ask for nothing for free, like, don't ask for no discounts, no best friends, nothing, pay for that shit, because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that she'll support, and they need it, and they love it, and they appreciate it, and you have no idea what that means to them, so... Check him out. Honestly, I think their stuff is so good. The branding is so nice. I like his Instagram. I like the clothes. It's honestly really dope. Honestly. Yeah. I haven't even tried anything yet, and I definitely plan to now. So oh, So, yeah. thanks for that.
0: You're welcome. And the shorts have pockets, if you're a pocket freak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pockets
0: are Pockets are the shit. So, yeah. Love it. Love him. Family. Family all day, every day. Hell
1: yeah. So, yeah. I think that's it, guys. Yep. I thought this was a really good episode. I really hope you guys loved it. We really got deep. So, I am I'm happy with this one. Yeah, I hope we really touched
0: your soul and if we did, please let us know. Um I would love to know if I'm if we are making an impact in any kind of way in your lives or if you feel related to in any kind of way. We absolutely love all of our supporters and thank you so much for listening. This was a really great episode. I am so happy I got to share my feelings and you know, I'm glad that I got my best friend right here with me.
1: Yes. I want you guys to look forward to next week's episode where we're going to chat with our men. I think we're going to get deep into our love stories and a couple other things. So look out for that one. Don't forget to check us out on anywhere you stream podcasts and YouTube. We love if you guys watch, leave comments, like, and subscribe. We really, really love the support. You guys are doing awesome so far. Thank you for going on this journey with us and we'll see you guys next week next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much.